0: Hello and welcome to Tea Time Theology. I'm Ivy Swinski. Today's guest is the Reverend Sunil Chandy, and we will be talking about evangelism. Hi, Sunil. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank
1: you, Ivy, for inviting me. It's, this is exciting for me.
0: Yes. Uh, so let's start with your Bible quote.
1: Sure. OK. So I have a couple. Um, cool. All right. So the one that I really like is, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl, Instead, they put it on a stand and, get, and it gives light to everyone in the house. The same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Matthew chapter 5, verse 15.
0: Wonderful. And why did you pick that quote? What about that speaks to you about evangelism? I think light. Mm-hmm.
1: Light. I mean, I think um, the whole thing about evangelism is this idea about bringing good news, mm-hmm. you know, bringing uh, light and hope and joy to places where you don't find it often, right? Mm-hmm. And so the root of evangelism is um, evangelos, which is in, comes from the Greek, which is good, and then, and then it has this part that says angelos, which is, means messenger, almost mm-hmm. angels, right? Yeah. So, you know, you know, evangelism is all about bringing a good message a hopeful message to people.
0: Awesome. Um,
1: And it's sacred work, of course.
0: Yes, of course. Um, So my secular quote is Cut to the Feeling by Carly Rae Jepsen. And the specific quote that I have for that is, I want to cut through the clouds, break the ceiling. I want to cut to the feeling. I want to play where you play with the angels. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And I like to out one stanza in there. But I like... That sort of idea of evangelism being about sharing a feeling.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was, a, 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 and when you sent me your, uh, another quote you sent me was yeah, by Katrina and the Waves. <laughs> which was like, I used to love that song in the 80s. Oh, wow. <laughs> so like, oh, yeah. That was me. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, you know, what I was thinking about that, which was really pretty cool, was, you know, Waiting for my wife when she comes back from work. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like an empty nestor right at this moment. And when she comes, when she comes back home, and I'm I'm just so happy.
2: Yeah, you know.
1: Right. I, and she's usually and when we talk, it's it's about what's happened to her through the day mm-hmm. and what she's doing, and and it's and it's news. It's good news for me, and mm-hmm. it just it just makes me feel good. You yeah. know, just to be around her too. So. Yeah. I, she doesn't always think so. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> no, absolutely no. I get
0: that. my My music taste has been described as the type that would be in a Target commercial. Yeah, which was not particularly unfair. Um, but it's that sort of. But you can think exactly that sort of vibe that Target is trying to sell of that like upbeat world. And I think when trying to pick a, a a quote for me for this, it was more that I was trying to figure out a quote that was that feeling because that I think is the root of what evangelism is.
1: Yes, right. I think with evangelism, you have to have a message, mm-hmm. right? You have to be you have to have a message that you really believe in. And for me, the gospel has been that message. The <laughs> church has been that message. I mean, I left the church early in my life. I mean, I, I left. Uh, I was a son of a priest, but, uh, you know, I was a biochemist. You know, my first degree was uh, in pharmacy, and, you know, there was a time when I had to, when I was just wondering, is this really myth? Is this really important for me? Is this all kind of just story? Does it, what does it mean? And um, what I found was, you know, the church became, uh, you know, actually I went through a, a, a series of really dark times in leaving and and trying to find other things and then and then my family uh my father became sick and then all of a sudden I saw in that sickness or in that illness people coming to me Mm -hmm. and helping me and helping share some hope with me and that's that's the uh, turning point for me to come back into the church and then as I dove into it it was this life saver almost this, this you know, like that right, a lifeboat. No, not lifeboat. What is that? Uh, that ring that you throw out into. We're, we're around all water all the time. I don't even know what it is.
0: <laughs> um, it's a life
1: a buoy life a preserver maybe a life preserver maybe
0: sure yeah. everyone knows what we're talking about yeah
1: i think so you know? yeah i'm from new jersey also so uh, this all this water is not that common for me oh, I've, wow. I've been here for about 5 years so i'm not i'm still learning how, all the lingo <laughs> but it's like that idea of something coming out and helping mm-hmm. right and so i think the gospel message is is like that mm-hmm. it it comes out to give us some hope I mean, um, I, th- I think right now is is a good time. I you know in this, and I think evangelism always is about context. It's mm-hmm. about you know, where does God, God come to me at this moment,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and in in what I'm feeling, and and how I'm being, and how does God bring me hope? You know, I don't want to make the whole thing coronavirus thing mm-hmm. uh, a big thing, but it you know I think. Evangelism at this moment is about, you know, and this being, uh, you know, recorded on at this time, um, it's about bringing hope, mm-hmm. you know, bringing a sense of calm and and an understanding that uh, that God will be there
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the midst of all of this.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think what's interesting about it is. I have seen more priests Facebook Live something in the past two days than I have, I think, ever in their, like, 20 years of priesthood.
1: Oh, my God. I'm, I'm like, 52, right? <laughs> yeah. And, like, I thought I was pretty savvy with stuff. Uh-huh. But I never really did Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. I mean, we have I have a communications guy at my church, and his name is Caswell Cook, and he is amazing. Okay. And he does, he sets up all of this stuff, social media things. And I just, all I do is the sermons and then, you know, my services and they get, they put it out on Facebook. Well, now I'm really thinking about it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a couple of days ago we did our first morning prayer thing and all of a sudden I'm having conversations with people like over a hundred people from all over the world. Yeah. You know, all over the country and, and, uh. And I'm having engagement with, with my young folks, mm-hmm. you know, on Instagram. And they're actually, it's actually connecting people.
0: Yeah. You guys have a great Instagram, by the way. I'm just going to plug it for you. Yeah. like, you have a really good Instagram it's uh, all, for, like, church-wise.
1: Cas- uh, Caswell is, 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 the, is the person who's doing that. Um, but, I mean, it's just, it's uh, it's created some new and different ways of me thinking, even, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, right now, we don't know how long we're going to do this, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but I don't think, I think we're never going to go back to doing things the way the way it used to be. Yeah. Because it's connecting people. It's connecting a community that's so different than I ever imagined.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so uh, we're doing a whole bunch of stuff online, and that's new to, for me, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, um, you know, whether it's Compline or or morning prayer or, you know, looking at uh, looking at sermons from uh, the PB uh, at the uh-huh. Washington National Cathedral, it's all new. Yeah.
0: And I think what's exciting about evangelism is that it evolves over time.
1: Right. Yeah. So, like, so whatever the current crisis is, mm-hmm. you know, if it is a crisis or what we perceive it to be a crisis or whatever challenge it may be at the moment, there's always we think of it. We tend to think that it is the dark moment, right? Mm-hmm. But I always, I always know. My faith is that God, even those challenges, those things that we think are tragedies, God has a triumph there for us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just for us to kind of look at it, see it, examine it, and then take it, take the opportunity in it. You know, I mean, um, evangelism at the very beginning with the church when Jesus began the church was about. Was taking advantage or of the or taking the opportunity of all that Roman road system
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: that was that was available for those those people to spread their joy, you know. It's it, it's taking advantage of the cultural matrix at the time, the the Hellenistic culture, the 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 way that Greek was the language that people could talk, and so people from different nations could talk to each other in mm-hmm. one language and they could understand each other. That's You know, taking the moment and and then passing that light of hope, you know, to to the world around us. Mm
0: -hmm. And you can see, like, touchstones of that in the Episcopal Church as well. Like, you could say that the creation of the Book of Common Prayer was a form of evangelism, right? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, Gutenberg and the printing press, the Bible, the the Book of Common Prayer, they're all about connecting people to an experience of God, Mm -hmm. you know? Um you know, I think that I think we're at a, at a at a wonderful moment, but I mean every moment is wonderful right yeah. <laughs> you know it's it filled with pregnant you know opportunities, you know mm-hmm. but uh it, especially now, when we think that we're in a moment of of sadness of great tragedy, great uh pain, um I think God always calls us to say to To look at it from different ways
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know i had a i had a text from um a young lady and she was just she saw the 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 morning prayer thing and she goes and she she was trying to be kind of coy with her question which goes is this the end of the world <laughs> that type of thing right yeah i mean i don't i don't believe this father but you know is this the end of the world and i'm like maybe in one way. I and mean, I don't think it's going to be the end of our world like this. Yeah. But in a way, it is because it's an end of the way we see our world at this moment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We're never going to be the same after yeah. this. And so what it is, is it's is we're moving into a new place, and God's there already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So we're on, the, we're on water, right? Um, and, you know, I, uh, one of the stories I'd love to share... Mm-hmm. is this idea about, uh, you know, I've never been really, like, I'm in westerly Rhode Island, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have, like, it, it's it's a great church. It's a, Christ Church is an amazing church. Uh, and we have these beaches that are amazing. And we have, like, these, the, the Pawcatuck River. But I ne- in the five years that I've been here, I haven't really been in the water, really. Oh, my God. Only, like, three times, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, like, the bishop did this river pilgrimage the other day. Mm-hmm. Or, or not the other day, last year. Yeah. And I went on it, right? And, you know, I'm from Jersey, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. and, and I don't know how to swim well. You oh, know? Oh. And it was terrible, you know? And, um, and so, but I didn't, you know, the bishop asked, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to say no. Yeah, <laughs> you know?
0: There's a couple of times you just have to say yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: sure. <laughs> and so what happened was I got on this canoe, and I had the guide in front of me, and, we were, and everything was really pretty cool had, for a while. And I was, uh, and I was, I saw something really wonderful about Westerly. I, I finally realized that it's a water town. You know, <laughs>
2: yeah. you know,
1: everything is is kind of like is involved with water. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was, as I was looking around, I. I I did something and what we did was the boat capsized. Oh no. It turned over and I was like in the water and I was flailing. You know, <laughs> I felt? Yes. But the funny thing about it was that, you know, it wasn't really very deep water. <laughs> it came up to my chest. Uh but I was still kind of like worried. I was panicking. Yeah. And then um what happened was the guide said, "Well, can you just float on the water?" And mm-hmm. I'm like and I was thinking about my Early swimming lessons and stuff Mm -hmm. and floating on the water is kind of like you you kind of like you're kind of cradled in the water Mm -hmm. but all I could think about was drowning right? yeah and then uh, all these these other people came in and they were looking they were like I saw these look of of panic on them right Mm -hmm. the bishop they're all worried about me and then I said well that made me feel better (laughs) and the reason for that is because I said I thought to myself these guys won't let me drown no Right. No, no, no. That's when I started to relax,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I found myself, and then I started to just breathe, knowing that I'd be okay,
2: mm.
1: and then I started to float,
2: mm.
1: and then the guy told me to get back into the boat. How to, how from floating to get back into the boat? You know, we had two boats next to each other. I put my arms around it, and floated, and then pulled my my body into it. And I think that's the type of moment we're in right now. Mm. We have to trust, mm-hmm. and we have to trust and then pass on that that light of yeah. faith to the person around us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: you know um, and so evangelism, I think, is about passing on that good message, that hopeful message wherever and whenever we are
0: yeah. uh, so you recently did a way of love seminar. Is that the right word to use? And I know like the basics of the Way of Love. Um, but for someone listening at home who may not know what that is, can you give us a brief explanation of it? So,
1: so the Way of Love is an initiative by the National Episcopal Church. It's uh, it's supported by or introduced by Michael Curry, and um, and so that he his whole evangelism team ha, has embraced it, and it and and it's a, it's a way. Uh, to practice the epistle, uh, uh, the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. And so there are um, seven steps to it. You learn, you pray, you worship, you bless, you go, you rest, and you turn. And it becomes almost like a circle. Mm-hmm. So you kind of like turn and, uh, and then you learn about practices, then you pray together, you uh, engage in worship together, then that worship strengthens you to be blessed, able to bless. Mm -hmm. You know, be blessed and then also to bless others. And then you go out and you actually do. You go out into the community. And this is evangelism at its core. Mm -hmm. And then as you do your work, as you do the work of Christ, the the work of light out in the world, then you take time to rest. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And then you turn again and you go through the same cycle. So... I mean, it's uh, with the bishop. Uh, I think in this practice, it helps us to kind of to know that we are part of God's great plan. There's meaning in our life, but there's also not just that we're running and running and running, but but we're we're supposed to enjoy this this, this path that we're on as we proclaim this Christ.
0: Yeah, and one thing that I really like about it is that you can sort of start at any step, really, is sort of the way that it is. So I feel like it's a very come-as-you-are sort of thing. Sometimes you walk onto it and you're at your go spot. You're like, I'm ready to do this. Let's figure out what it is. But sometimes you're not. Sometimes you need those other steps before it. Or sometimes you're just like, I need this rest stop because that's where I'm at right now. And that's totally valid, which I think is really... Exciting about this—it's kind of like the foundation.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Of where you can build
1: this. This thing, it. what you're doing right now is, is is an example of it. I mean, it's it's a way of blessing people. It's a way of going out and doing something. It's the way that it's uh, and and in the midst of it, you're you're learning about people as you interview them, right? Yeah. You know, uh, I think it's beautiful. I mean. I'm hoping that the Episcopal Church, I mean, I hope that Bishop Curry he- hears about this. <laughs>
0: Hopefully. They've got their own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Something for me about evangelism that I always find kind of hard to wrestle with is that I think a lot of the times the examples we get of evangelism, to me, feel very, my way is right and you need to sort of get in line with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the reasons for me particularly, I don't, that's one of those words that I'm like trying to reclaim while creating this podcast is that I don't like the word evangelism or I'm going to come evangelize you because there's something inherently where the word has been Changed from its original meaning. Is that something that you also sort of see? Am I well, my own so island I, over here?
1: So he, no, no, no. I, <laughs> I agree with you. I mean, like, um, so I'm from India, right? Mm-hmm. I was born in India, you know, and um, India, South India, Kerala, all of India has to deal uh, is uh, had to deal with colonialism, mm-hmm. right? This idea that you're uh, that a, that another country comes in and and teaches you or or subjugates you and then teaches you what's the right way to do things, yeah. right? Um, I think that's where that's where colonialism and evangelism can go wrong. I mean, that we had that throughout India's history, we had people come in to teach us how to be Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them didn't even know that. St. Thomas was there two thousand years before they came. You know, St. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Thomas was the doubting uh, disciple, right? Yes,
0: yeah. Doubting and
2: Thomas.
1: and when he when he left after he said, "My Lord, my God," the the legend says he followed the trade routes, the Jewish trade routes, all the way to Kerala, India, mm-hmm. and began the church there. Interesting. Yeah, and so India has a a, a great uh, history with Christianity, and uh, and so when uh, European uh, Colon- uh, European the European powers came over there to India to, uh, f- in terms of uh, trying to subjugate it or uh, annex it in- into its experience. Um, it, um, they were surprised that Christianity was already there. Mm. The pagans were already Christian, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. And so the thing is, I think that's where we get evangelism wrong, where it is us trying to tell somebody something. We've got some kind of knowledge that, is, that makes us better than you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Christianity's not like that. My experience of it is not. I mean, I, I think of the prayer of which, uh which basically says, when two or three are gathered together in my name, you promise to be in the midst of them. Mm-hmm. Jesus promises that, right? So what does that mean? For me, what that means is that when two or three are coming together and there's truth, in the midst of that truth, there's also deep hearing and deep speaking,
2: mm-hmm.
1: respectful mm-hmm. Of, of our experiences, uh, respectful that God is working already within us, and then appreciative of that, and then hearing the other person.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you look at Christianity in India right now, you'll see that there are, you'll see semblances of the same things, but you'll see a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. because, again, context matters. God comes and God reveals God's self in the midst of our experiences.
0: Mm. Um, I, in December, went on a conference, um, which was part of a bigger thing. Uh, It was a two-day sort of training, but one of the presentations that happened was with the Episcopal uh, Policy Network. Mm. Who are super cool and amazing. Um, but the one that we did was about civil discourse, which is something that I think is really rooted in evangelism., oh, yeah. and the idea of we engage in conversation and but to engage in conversation, that also means we have to engage in listening. And it sort of goes back to that way of love where you can come in at any step and wherever you are. And evangelism and civil discourse are the same way that like you, sometimes for me to evangelize to you is for me to know that sitting next to you during this time in your life is what you need. And that is an act of christ and holiness in just walking beside someone and then sometimes there are like hey come to church with me we're doing x y and z All right and that also is a way of evangelism but both of them are valid ways to evangelize and one is not better or more productive than the other that
1: makes sense. Yeah. Actually, it's it, yeah, it makes <laughs> very good sense, and and part of the reason why it makes sense is because again, it's context, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's about sharing what you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's about being, you know, it's about just being the best person that God has called you to be at that moment, and that moment may not be to 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 prosely uh, proselytize in any way, to mm-hmm. kind of say like, to make people feel uncomfortable in that moment, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think, oh yeah, I think that's right. I yeah. think you're cool with that. <laughs> no,
0: I always go back to that, um, the phrase, they will know we are Christians by our love. And that's like my personal compass for evangelism. Right. Um, that I never want to make anyone feel like their viewpoints are invalid, no matter what their views or beliefs are, because everyone is created in a certain way. Um
1: but and you like, could learn from the cl-
0: them. Oh, totally. That's right. Absolutely. I one of my best friends is Jewish and she like she like works at a temple Jewish, which is like very it's a different level when you decide to work for a religious organization and some of my best conversations about faith and religion happen with her because we both sort of come from the same basis of having that strong religious background.
1: So, you know one of the things that I know uh, is that if if the, if my work is really successful, mm-hmm. right, you know, I will cease to be a priest or be needed.
0: Mm. Interesting.
1: Because what it is is, I think, you know, what we're called to do is make all of society better. Why is God? Why is Christianity? Why Christianity? It's to help the world become a better place, mm. to help people to realize that that they're all a part of God. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and. And what and how we treat one another is important, you know. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. The two core uh, commandments, you know, that, that sums all the other commandments. And and so if that happens, then what will happen is that we, I won't need to be a priest necessarily. Everyone has access to God. Everyone, mm-hmm. you know, everyone knows that they have access to God. And, and everyone will treat each other well, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: I've never thought about it that way. That for evangelism and, and Christianity to succeed, it would make itself obsolete.
1: It's a really radical thought, and I probably <laughs> will get hate mail for this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I like it. But
1: but I think I think if we look at why, I mean, the scripture is pretty clear. Why why Israel was chosen? Why uh, you know Jesus? Mm-hmm. why the disciples it's to make the world a better place
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's to make us t- to be to be respectful to see the 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 uh the holy in the other person mm-hmm. in our in in our community and to do good
0: mm-hmm. you know wow um so how do you evangelize what's like your go-to
1: i, I like I do both. I mean, I I do, I think it's doing and being. I think, you know, we do a lot of stuff. I mean, um, at our church, a lot of activities that, that bring people in. But the, but the, the reason for those activities is to help, help them find their way Mm -hmm. or our way, uh, through the meaninglessness, the darkness of life, you know?
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, Five years ago, we started a service for first responders. It's now a regional service for, you know, fire, police, uh, you know, emergency EMS people. And it's been, it's now drawn, drawing over like 100 and 200 people, 200 wow. firefighters and, and policemen. We have a march in town. It's like we bless everything, all the vehicles <laughs> and everything. And, and the thing was, it's powerful because, you know, uh, when... Those folks are going through some hard times um, you know we give them a, a coin uh, that we bless and they and, you know whether they're a policeman firefighter or an EMS person and they hold on to it
2: mm-hmm.
1: when they're going through some some really dark times uh, and I've heard I have stories of that too right mm-hmm. uh, people who who hold on to it almost for, like that's the sacred thing that they have that reminds them that they're what they're doing is meaningful it's sacrificial mm-hmm. it's it's heroic, and it helps them not to fall into darkness.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like, you know, when they see all the violence or all the pain or all the suffering, they, they might just lose themselves in that darkness. But they hold on to the light that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also helped us when we had our first shooting. All of a sudden, yeah. when in Westerly we had a, a shooting there, I, was, I never imagined it. We uh, so in in a day we turned around and we. Could, called all of these folks and then we had this v- prayer vigil service and people from outside of the church came in and and it was just to give them a sense of peace
2: mm.
1: you know the life in Wesley was shattered for a, for a day and and more afterwards but I mean for that for that vigil service we prayed together and we were we were holding on to each other saying that this is not This is not all of life. yeah. And we don't have to lose ourselves on who we are, who who Mm -hmm. we're called to be in the midst of violence and in the midst of the pain here.
0: Yeah, that reminds me of, um, there's a church in New York City. um, It's called St. Paul's Chapel. Um, It's right next to Trinity Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. Um, And they sort of, their entire mission changed after 9-11 really um, because they became the place where all the first responders went during those days. That was sort of where they were able to sleep and get food and all. And if you go there now, it's, um, it's, it's more like a museum. Um, And they, they still do church services, but they're, I've, I've been a couple of times that their church services are not, it's not your normal let's sit and stand sort of, um,
1: But there were. That's right. an example of being, right? Yes, yes. And so that, so you, that's evangelism by just being who you are, the light that you are, and you spread it. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yes, definitely. And it
1: inspires people. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes, yes. People, I think, are more inspired by seeing reactions after. Um, how does the church evangelize when there isn't a crisis happening? Not that that's meant...
1: You know, the thing is. There's always a crisis there is. right there's yeah. always i mean it's not like a national crisis like a shooting or something mm-hmm. or it may not be the coronavirus but there are always people who are looking for connection
2: mm.
1: you know there's always people who are who is always on the e- who are always on the edge in fact one of the best definitions i heard about jesus is like he's an edge walker
0: an edge walker yeah
1: yeah <laughs> this is a real cool thing it's uh he walks between on the borders Mm-hmm. between communities whether jew or gentile mm-hmm. between galilean or uh you know a person who's a samaritan a samaritan and a, a jewish person in the gospel he's always walking that edge mm-hmm. he's the boundary person between you know between communities and also uh between us and god you know mm-hmm. I mean, what our faith says, says that he is both human and divine, that boundary, that walk in that edge. And I think, like, what happens is we're like that, too. We're always walking the edge. We might be in the midst of a broken relationship. We might be in the midst of a, you know, uh, we might be living paycheck to paycheck. We might be in, in the midst of, you know, if we are in a st- in a relationship, we might be trying to struggle how to, manage our time and our family and 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 all the stuff that we have we're always walking on the edge and I think that's what why we're drawn to this Jesus because he's an edge walker he knows he walks that edges with us and what in the Christian faith what we're saying is that even as we walk those edges and it may seem scary God's there and god and for me god gives us the courage to walk those those edges in a way that's that's authentic that mm-hmm. that helps us to do not discount all the different parts of ourselves but mm-hmm. accept it and then and then when we need to improve when we need to be better people then god calls us to be better people
2: mm-hmm.
1: kinder gentler you know in the midst of even the coronavirus crisis right people can be focused on themselves. Or what we can do is focus our light outside Mm -hmm. to help people to be gentle, uh, gentle and kind and compassionate.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Why do you think evangelism is so important? Why do you think that's such a core of what the Christian faith is? I mean, after he rose, he said, "Go out and tell the story." Pretty much with ascension
1: to change the world, to to make the world a better place. Yeah. You know, uh, here's a story. When I was younger, I, I went to to Kerala, India, uh, to visit with my you know my my relatives, my grandfather. My grandfather. I was about ten years old, and he's he he passed away about thirty years ago, right? But when I was about ten years ago, ten years old. Um, he took me by the hand and he said, you know, Sunil, let's go, let's go walk, right? It's, a, a, you know, we're going to go to the prayer meeting, right? And so what we have in, in my little town, in, in my little village in India is, uh, is a place called Mundipoli. We have this, this little hill and we call that a mountain, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's our mountain, right? Um, and then he goes, you know, and we were going from my house, my grandfather's house, to this place, that's this tent, this tent revival type of thing, where it was filled with light. It was like, it was a lot of light there, and, it's, and it was dark. It was in the evening time, you know. The thing about India is that we don't have, like, street lights, or, or in Kerala, at mm-hmm. Mundipuli at the time, the street lights weren't as common. So there, there wasn't any ambient light, you uh-huh. know. It was really dark. Right you walk out onto the road you really couldn't see yourself. You couldn't see your hand before you
2: Mm -hmm.
1: My my grandfather took his his flashlight with him, right?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I said, okay, yeah, that's how we're gonna get there
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, But then he started doing something really weird. He started swinging his lamp his uh, flashlight back and forth Mm -hmm. kind of like at this steady pace I'm like thinking, "Oh my God, grandfather's a little bit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there was a method in this madness as soon as uh, as soon as we were doing this, uh, and we started walking down the path, our neighbors came out too. and of course, after they exchanged a greeting, they got into line, and they were moving their light back and forth. Mm. And it's like and, and there was one point. I'm looking up at this, this hill, mountain, our mm-hmm. mountain, right? And I saw this chain of light going back and forth. And it was going all the way up to that top of the hill where there's that tent with, filled with light.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think evangelism is about passing on the light mm-hmm. so that we can all make it up to that place mm-hmm. where light is a part of our life all the time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: where well, we always have hope, where well, we always have peace, that we understand that we're valued and loved.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a great story. It's wonderful. Um, so the title of your episode is called Sharing the Love 101 Evangelism. Um, what, do you think that's an accurate title? Do you think that that is the core of what evangelism is
1: yeah i do i do think i think um when we talk about light when the gospel of john talks about light the matthew talks about light it's about it's really about love right Mm -hmm. love that's god's love for us to kind of lift us up from where we are kind of embroiled in our self-love and move us towards another higher type of love Mm -hmm. a love that looks at community, and, and, and helps us to realize that we're part of something greater, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah, evangelism is about passing on the love.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that there are inherent ways that we fail at that?
1: I think there are ways in which we are human,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and, we're, and being human, we're also broken. We, we sometimes worry about ourselves we look inwardly rather than look outwardly mm-hmm. we we think about uh, we're often self motivated and those are th- those are uh, those are ways that love becomes diminished
0: mm, definitely um you did say that you brought m- multiple bible quotes did you want to do one of your other ones as well
1: oh yeah yeah well so so then the, the other one i i like was you are the light of the world a city built on the hill cannot be hid so yeah.
0: god spell
1: who doesn't love that yeah that's right (laughs) and then the other one i'm trying to memorize this one i I haven't uh, done a good job of it yet uh god is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble therefore we will not fear the earth give away the mountains fall into the heart of the sea though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging and at the end of it the lord almighty is with us the god of jacob is our fortress Mm -hmm. i think those two. I mean, again, I think evangelism is all about context.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How we proclaim the light of God within us, the love of God,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it based on is based on our time and our place. And if we understand our time and our place, and we understand that God is there in the midst of it, and maybe even ahead of us,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, uh, we can be confident,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and
1: we could proclaim that light and love.
0: Yes. Um, do you have any sort of last thoughts for us that if we're going to talk about evangelism, we have to say this or else it doesn't work?
1: I think if anything, just have faith that wherever we are, we're capable.
2: Mm.
1: you know we I think there's a tendency for us to always diminish who we are mm. as human beings, right? Mm-hmm. to ever to always think that we're never enough right yeah evangelism i think uh in order to 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 do evangelism well i think is to be to be confident that god has prepared you wherever you are in the place that you are to do with that to spread the light
0: Well, thank you, Sunil, so much for being here with us today. Thank
1: you, Ivy. It's great.
0: Um, If I wanted to see you on a Sunday morning, where could I do that?
1: Um, You could see me on Facebook Live now. Yes, (laughs) Facebook Live. (laughs) Um, So uh, on Sunday mornings, we have services at uh, 8 and 10 o'clock at Christ Episcopal Church in Westerly, Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. Saturday night also. And Wednesday, uh, we have a Eucharist. Uh, at uh, 10 a.m., at 7 a.m., uh, we also have uh, a Bible study uh, at uh, at, 11, at 10.45. And then in the evening, we usually have uh, on Wednesday nights of evening program.
0: Wonderful. And as we've already said, you've got a great Instagram. I'm assuming you also have a Facebook page.
1: Facebook page that's uh, getting more and more people.
0: Wonderful. Look, yeah. Thank you
3: so much for being here.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Well Thank you for listening to Tea Time Theology. We would like to thank our sponsor, the Episcopal Diocese of Rhode Island, and the Right Reverend Nicholas Nisley, as well as our guests today. Follow us at Tea Time Theology on Facebook, Twitter,